0: If you have listened to more than 10 episodes of The Ron Van Dam Show in a row, you may be entitled to hazard pay. Fill out two copies of Form 63-B and bring them to Estelle in Human Resources. Don't forget, Estelle is off on Tuesdays. Please allow four to six weeks of the processing of your hazard pay claim. And thank you for listening to The Ron Van Dam Show on New England Broadcasting.
1: The following programming is EI, educational and informative. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. It's the Ron Van Damme Show. Thank you, thank you so much. Hold on tight, things can get a bit weird, if you like that sort of thing. Uh, What do you want from me anyway, huh? What do you want from me? Welcome to the program of enormous proportions. Look at the size of this thing. It's a pleasure to be with you on this first day of April. What? Oh, first day of the year 2027. What? 2024. I got this wrong. Is this Monday? Is it Tuesday? Is it Wednesday? I don't even know. I don't even. They didn't pick up my garbage yesterday because it was a holiday. I don't even know what's going on. How did you celebrate the start of a new year? I changed my pants. That's about all I can do. That's about the only change I'm going (laughs) to make. Nothing seems to change. Nothing changes. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thanks for being here. If you're not familiar with the program, then I don't understand how you got here in the first place. Maybe you heard about the show from somebody and you decided, all right, I'll take a chance anyway. In which case, thanks for being here. It's a pleasure to be with you. All right. um, Here's the way this is going to go down. You're going to sit quietly in a chair while I talk at you for 30 minutes. Doesn't sound exciting, but believe me, when this is all said and done, you'll leave a better person. For a couple of minutes, and then you'll just uh, fall back into your usual crappy kind of existence. (laughs) Ooh, what a way to start the new year. (laughs) It's going to be a fantastic time. Before I do start the program, and I wish probably that I never will, uh, there are people that I would like to thank seriously. I mean, seriously, comma, there are people I'd like to thank. Uh, There aren't people I'd like to thank seriously. That's not true. Seriously, comma, there are people I'd, I'd like to thank for making this show possible for so many decades, which is embarrassing when you tell people that. They say, well, didn't what did you achieve? Well, okay, that's a fair question, and I don't know. Anyway, uh, there are people that make this show possible besides the voice that I use, and I'd like to dedicate some of this program to them. First, I'd like to thank Jason Shaw, who does much of the background music for this program. He uh, composed and uh, performs Jason Shaw for this program. Thank you so much, Jason, by a license agreement. And then there's John Shanahan, the announcer on the program, comedy writer, does many of the comedy bits that you hear on this program. Uh, he's, he's an incredible guy, has his own podcast called Hypnagogue. You should visit it sometime, but not right now, because I'm doing this. Then there's Nicole Reed. What a wonderful woman. She's the British voice that you hear at the beginning of the program. She books many of the national interviews that we do on this particular show. Then there's a wardrobe lady, uh, Ellen Sakala. Did I pronounce that right, Ellen? Oh, Ellen Ellen Stein. I'm sorry, pronounced that wrong. Ellen Stein uh, is the wardrobe lady. She dresses me every single morning when I do this program. For no reason whatsoever. It's simply that I can't dress myself, quite obviously. I'm putting socks on my ears. It's it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. Then there's my makeup lady, Wanda Lodoodle. Uh, Lod- Lo What is it? It's not Lodoodle. What is it? Oh, Anderson. Okay, got that wrong, too. Uh, she does my makeup, uh, which includes, um, hiding the, um, the little lines in my face, and also uh, powdering my butt, which I think I enjoyed as a baby and continue to enjoy throughout my life. Then there's my personal chef, Ronald Delgado. Um, Delga- is it Dogato? Smith? I'm sorry, I got that wrong. Ronald Smith. Um, same first name as me, Ronald. Cool. Right? Uh, he's my personal chef. Uh, he actually uh, prepares all the food that I put in my mouth and uh, he's he's very very talented he is a cordon bleu trained chef Uh, lost his job because he murdered somebody but now he's working for me on a work release program then there's my people coordinator when people call me up and say Ron we should do lunch and I would say well I'll, I'll talk to my people this is the people uh, they show up and have the lunch for me, so I don't have to sit there incessantly and watch other people chew while we discuss business. They do that for me, um, and there's a lot of people involved who are my people. Then there's my communications specialist, Fargano Lajashuni. See, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know the entire name because I'm not really up on on that stuff. Uh, Legano. Lega- Logano Shishimani, Shishimani. Sorry, Logano um, is my uh, communications uh, specialist, which means that uh, if I try to say something to somebody and they don't understand me, Logano uh, uh, translates and says what I what I meant to say. For example, when they say to me, "Ron, how are you?" and I say, "I am fine," other people don't get it; they don't understand what I'm saying. So Logano says, "No, he's he's." He's fine in the sense of that nothing's bothering him at this particular moment, but that could change as the conversation keeps going. Logano, thank you so much. He's a good man. Then there's my personal assistant, Becky Johnson. Becky is my personal assistant. She does whatever I ask her to do except for that. And she'll get me coffee, and I don't drink coffee, so that's a problem. I'm wasting money on her. No, I don't drink coffee. Becky knows that for some reason I, I keep her around for to you know, in case my shoes get untied. She's there in a moment, and she does that really well. She ties my shoes. I don't actually wear shoes. I do wear Velcro sneakers, so there's really no point to her either. And then, ladies and gentlemen, oh, man, I have a food tester because the chef, again, is on a work release program and his food sucks, so I have somebody who tests the food for me. And that would be Sanora. is it Sinora Legano? Sin, Sinor Sam. I'm sorry I had that wrong too. Uh, my food tester tests the food. Then my dentist, Dr. Glenn Shapiro, thank you. Without him, my teeth would be um, even yellower. And uh, what a Shapiro, you are the man in my mouth, I call him. And then there's my pool boy, Consuelo Devongo. Consuelo does my pool stuff because I ain't touching my pool for a good reason. I don't have a pool. Um, I used to have an above ground pool, but then uh, the ground uh, didn't allow it anymore because it was above the ground. Then it was an in-ground pool because it's sunk into the ground and now I have no pool whatsoever. But I do have a pool boy so that I can say, well, I'll have to check with my pool boy. Um, he comes by once every five years. Then there's my gynecologist. What? Oh, okay. Never mind. And then uh, my Buddhist monk advisor, Bob Schmatzi. Bob is a, uh, is a Buddhist monk advisor. When I'm getting close to a Buddhist monk, he advises me that I'm getting even closer to the Buddhist monk that I probably want to be. Because every once in a while I want to try Buddhism because I like, um, I just like the symbolism. I like the fact it's not really any religious story kind of involved. You know, you just sit there and you find peace and contemplate your navel. And I've never thought about that before. And then there's my pest control agent, uh, Larry Schminey. Larry Schminey comes over every once in a while because we have an uncontrollable uh, problem with pests. And I'm not talking about insects, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know, yeah. And then there's my dry cleaner. I don't know her name, but she, uh, when I walk into the uh, dry cleaning location, she uh, gives me a little slip of paper and tells me that my shirts will be ready in four days. And I always say, can't you do them any faster? And then she just smiles because she doesn't speak English. So I don't really know what's going on with her. I do ask her for the shirts to be Martinized and then we just look at each other and laugh because we don't know who Martin is and what he's going to do to my shirts. This is exhausting. And then I have a grape peeler, Florenzia Delgado. I think, Well, there might be a relation to somebody else that works with me. Um... He peels my grapes for me because I don't enjoy the peel part. It's a consistency I don't like. I like the grape stuff inside. Although I don't have them very often because there's a lot of sugar. I'm trying to stay away from that. My massage therapist. Wow. Wow. Could she be any nicer? Jennifer Milano. Jennifer uh, is my massage therapist. Uh, I love I love it. Um, she does what they call a swiss massage there are a lot of holes in what she does with my body. She um, she won't touch various parts of my body and won't massage them because I put little stickers on my body uh, that says don't touch this and she, uh, she actually uh, abides by that and I appreciate that. She's a good person. She's a very good person. It's kind of odd. I'm a little uncomfortable because I'm the one that takes all my clothes off and she stays completely dressed. Don't care for that. Don't care for that. My fungus toe advisor, Benjamin Chrome. Benjamin is my fungus toe advisor. Every once in a while, Benjamin will check my feet for fungus and when uh, he does find a fungus problem, he comes over with the proper lotion and massages my feet. Um, because every once in a while, you know, my feet have a lot to do with where I go and how I stand on them. So it's a problem, and I do need a fungus toe advisor, although um, he is apparently going out of town for a week, so if you know somebody who is good at that, I could use him for a week because I can't go a week without fungus toe advisor. Then my floral arrangement specialist, oh, man, he is hes crazy. Carmine flown. Carmine, is it Flown? Fisk, it's Fisk, Carmine Fisk. Carmine Fisk, um, he arranges my flowers every once in a while. He'll come to the studio and say, I want to move this uh, fake plant over here. He's very, very good at that. And sometimes um, he'll uh, come over and just water the plants for me because I can't figure out how to do that. You got to get the water out of the water bucket into the uh, plant? I can't do that. I usually... I water too much or too little. I just don't know what I'm doing with that, so I I get help. There's my restraining order attorney, Robert Shapiro. Oh, Robert Shapiro is my restraining order attorney because I run into people all the time that I don't care for. It's not that they've done anything bad to me or made any kind of accusations or threats to me. It's just I don't like them around. So, I have I have 64 restraining orders out right now for people to stay at least 3 miles away from me. Every little bit helps. And then there's my handyman. I don't know how I would get along without the handyman because I can't do anything myself at all. I am totally unhandy. I have hands, but I don't know how to use them and they're ineffective. He's wonderful, man. He will He'll come over every Tuesday, that's today and i will give him a list of things to do that i can't do which is basically everything
0: hi this is bob robinson from bob's handy around the house i'm a local handyman i've been in business for the last 50 years on my own doing light repair work in our area whatever you need done carpentry painting floors tiling yard work i can do it all for you i'll come to your home do the work for a very reasonable fee. Naked. I should probably mention that I will be naked while I do this work. Buck naked, not a stitch on me, waving in the wind, in my birthday suit, showing what God gave me, naked as a jaybird. I'll be naked the whole time I show up naked. I do the work naked. You pay me while I'm naked. Bob's Andy around the house, Bob Robinson. You can look me up on Facebook, Where I Am Naked.
1: Well, it is a new year. Congratulations, like you did anything about it. So what what do we do? What do we do in a new year? What do we do? What do we do? We make New Year's resolutions. Why? Why do we do that? We don't keep them. I've made a New Year's resolution not to make a New Year's resolution, and so far I'm doing really well. Although I do want to lose weight, I believe the less weight that you have on your body, the healthier you are. Blah, 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 blah. I know I'm supposed to exercise, but that's going a little too far. Let's not kid ourselves. That requires effort, which I don't have. I'm not eating as much. I can stop that with uh, adhesive tape. And a gaffer's tape, I can put that across my mouth and I won't eat that way because I can't eat through my nose, you know what I'm saying? So that works. But exercising, that requires a little bit more on my part. As I've told you many times before, the only person I know that is losing weight all of a sudden and doesn't exercise is Oprah because she doesn't have to move. She's got people for that. Now, I have people for things, but not for that. Uh, they move her limbs for her. She just sits down in a comfortable chair and she has many of them. She asks Gail King to come over so she can stare at her. And uh, Stedman standing in the background as he has all of her life. And she just sits in a chair and she has people, about eight people, and they move her limbs for her. She just sits there and they'll move her arm up and down like for 10 minutes and her legs up and down for 10 minutes. And she does nothing. She just sits there and She enjoys that. She enjoys being waited upon and that kind of thing. She drinks a martini while she's exercising, and she loses weight accordingly. Uh, I don't understand it. I don't have enough money to afford something like that. But if I did, I'd be much skinnier than I usually am. So that's, is that a resolution? No, because I'm going to do, I've done that before and I'll do it all year. It has nothing to do. You see, it's a lame excuse to say, oh, it's a new year. So now I'm going to change myself. Come on. That's so stupid. You could have done that every day of the year. You need some type of incentive to do this stuff. You need an incentive to make your own personal life better. Not anybody else. Screw them. I'm talking about you. You, you could not find it within your bones to do something for yourself that you really wanted to do that would make you healthier and happier, but yet, no, I can't do that because I just succumb to this food and, and, and all these stupid things because I am so like-mindless. That's awful. You can do that, and you don't need a, a new year in order to motivate you to do something. Come on. What you need is a cattle prod. That's all you need. Somebody with a hot golf club. To just poke you in the ass every time you don't move around. Some people would like that. and Those are the people that are successful. Uh, did your parents uh, slap you when you did something wrong? Did they punish you physically? I do believe that those people that were punished um, usually uh, have more incentive in life. They really do. <laughs> yes, I'm I'm going to lose weight this week. If I don't lose two pounds, could you smack me around a little bit, please? Could you just take this bat and just whack me in the ass? Could you do that, please? Because that's my incentive. That's the way I was brought up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever works for you. Whatever works. I think that's the key to success. Whatever works. Whatever. Sure, why not? You know, some people sit in a chair and say, you know, success will come to me. And uh, no, it won't. It won't come to you unless you're in the way of success. It's going to somebody else standing behind you, and then you're in the way of success. But coming at you just because you're sitting in a chair? No. Even Elon Musk, who destroys every company he puts his hands on, even he, you know, even he's successful. If he can be successful, so can you. Why is Elon Musk successful? Because he has a lot of money doesn't give a shit and therefore things work out. He doesn't have to worry about anything. so he just buys large companies and destroys them. Of course his latest company that he bought that he destroyed was Twitter because Twitter is no longer Twitter. it is just a big X. <clears throat> I have not in in my life been attracted to use something that has a big X through it. I just uh, to me it means don't go there. don't touch it. it's evil. Don't go near it. There's a big X. That means no, 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 no. But yet he uses that as a logo. I mean, come on, man. How stupid can you be? And then he, uh, you know, with this uh, Tesla, Teflon, whatever, um, he like builds cars so that they can be recalled in five years. I don't understand him. Uh, He looks weird. He, He looks weird. He looks like he had a number of facelifts that none of them worked out. None of them worked out even close to working out. He's a hot mess. He's a hot mess. <sighs> there are a lot of people that destroy things by mistake because of their, their inner egos. Their, their, their need to be on top for whatever reason it may be, it doesn't matter. These people go meandering around through life and destroy it for everybody. A lot of them are in Congress. It's unfortunate. And who are the victims? You are. And I am. And everybody that isn't an egotistical bastard. We all have to put up with this crap and uh, I don't know, whatever. So welcome to 2024. You can take any of those numbers and just throw them around because it doesn't really make any difference, it's a calendar thing we live by the calendar, we do everything by the calendar, our holidays are set up by the calendar, what day is this, everything's doesn't matter, one moment is just the moment before the next moment if you live that long it's very very simple any moment, any day any second, you can change your life, not drastically because you're pretty stuck, but you can make these little changes that eventually do mount up. And if you want to lose weight, you can do it any time you want. You just stand there and say, starting now. You can exercise any time you want. I find that to be uh, deplorable, but you can do that if you want to. Just when the show is over, don't do it now. I'm, I'm talking to you. When the show is over, and this one, like 10 minutes from now, less, um, just start exercise, Dance around. Don't even exercise. Just play some music that you really like that moves your body. Do it in in a room by yourself because you probably can't dance well, but nobody ever told you. But in your own room, when nobody's around, uh, just play music and just dance to it. And you will... uh, That's exercise, man. That's what exercise is. It's good for your abs and your glutes and all the things that I don't even understand what I'm saying. Do a lot of walking. Go over here. Go over there. Go over here again. Go over there again. Eventually that's called walking. It's not bad. And that's, you know, it's it's passive exercise. So you exercise a little bit and you eat a little bit less. Stay away from those sugars. That kind of thing. Stay hydrated. Drink 5,000 gallons of water a day. Keep drinking. Make yourself a river. Be so hydrated that that salmon want to uh, swim up your stream, yeah, huh? Pee a lot. There's nothing wrong with peeing a lot. There isn't. That's you're flushing it out of your body. I don't know what it is, but you're flushing it out. Pee a lot. Sounds like some uh, old English uh, medieval story, doesn't it? So pee a lot here. I'm going to get on my horses. Ah, eh, that's me. I'm Sir P a lot. I do that. I don't consider it a problem. I consider it uh, bladder leakage is like, wow, uh, let's get the uh, nasty things out of my body anytime, anywhere. I think that's a good thing. Have you ever had a colonoscopy? Raise your hand if you've had a colonoscopy. It doesn't make any difference. I can't see you. Um, there horribly uncomfortable for the most part but at the same time it's like it's like a dream you're like you're cleaning your body out like there's nothing left inside at all except your organs and even then i'm not sure that they all survive that i wouldn't be surprised if i'm sitting on a toilet preparing for a colonoscopy and one of my kidneys falls out it could happen i mean it's intense some people do a colonic cleanse. I don't understand that. I don't know what that involves. I don't know what equipment you use for that. <laughs> I don't know what a colonic cleanse is. It sounds extreme, but it's good to get all that bad stuff out of your body. I mean if you do all this stuff, you're probably going to be on the road to to, to a good time. It was a, a YouTube video of uh, it was I think it was a lady I'm not sure what it was uh, she had she was anorexic um, she took ex- to the extreme to lose weight you know I okay there comes a point where this is not good anymore and she had reached that point I mean she had like a I think a two inch waist i I, I didn't even know they may close like that. I don't think she could find clothes like that. I think she just took like one of those uh, toothpaste uh, holders and just she wears that. I mean, it was was disgusting. And she looks sick and she probably is close to death, but yet um, she was just doing a YouTube uh, video and she was advising people on how to eat healthy. (laughs) Okay. I don't know what eating healthy is to you, but that's not, that's not good. She was doing a little YouTube video there trying to instruct us all on how to be healthier. I uh, I did a radio show at a uh, radio station. I was the morning show host for decades. And um, one of my producers, that's the guy, was a guy who uh, stood in the booth on the other side of the wall, big glass window, and stood near all the equipment, and all I had to do was sit there and talk, and he had to, you know, insert the commercials and t- t- tell me when things were happening and who was on the phone, that kind of stuff. And uh, he was extremely skinny and uh, he, he had yellow skin. And uh, not because he was any particular nationality, he just, he was a jaunt, is what he had, because he didn't eat food, he ate plants. And um, I'm talking house plants. I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about eggplant. I'm talking house plants. This this kid ate nothing. Ate nothing. He wouldn't touch meat, which is you know some people do. Uh, wouldn't touch dairy. Wouldn't touch uh, food. Basically, um, everything went in a blender, and it had to be blessed by a, a pope who was formerly a rabbi. I was just a very very strange kid. And he looked horrible. He looked sick. Uh, and uh, I don't know if he's still alive today. Uh, but he was. It was just. Uh, it was nauseating to. Him. So I mean, you, you can't do things to that extent to the point where you've made your life a living hell. There's a happy medium somewhere. I don't know where the happy medium lives. I knew a medium um she uh, she said she was a medium and i said no actually you're a large uh, you're grossly overweight uh, she says okay i'm a large but she says i um i can tell the future and i said well if you can do that you could probably tell that i don't like you even now uh, yeah she constantly was um doing that it was a uh, nice woman though nice woman but she was a medium uh i never understood what that meant uh she was a psychic a psychic medium i guess i don't know i don't know why she had to start talking about sizes she's a medium-sized psychic now she was not she was not she was rotund but that had nothing to do with it it's just whenever she said she was a medium i i I immediately went to god you gotta like uh get a tape measure man because i ain't a medium anymore I'm out of time. I don't have time for a guest today. I'll be back again tomorrow with a brand new program. I guess I should apologize because this show is just all over the map. All over the map. And that first bit that went on for like 10, 12 minutes, nah, that, was, that was awful. <laughs> Nonetheless, happy new year to you. I'll be back tomorrow with a normal show. Just didn't feel like doing a normal show today. Just, I just didn't. I, I came into the studio and said, I'm just going to screw things up. And just blab to the point where people will go, I can't wait until he does a normal show like like he used to do. You see, if you deprive people of what they're used to, then they want it even more. I know what you want, baby. I know what you want, baby. I'll be back again tomorrow, but until then, I wish you peace.